Welcome to Lose the Gut Podcast. It's the only podcast you'll need to have the information to lose the gut and get asked the first time in your life. I can help you do this by teaching you through mindset, nutrition, and training because these are three core fundamentals that you'll need. So let's go dive in today's episode. Welcome to Lose the Gut Podcast. We are going to go cover over a handful of topics today. There is a lot more to cover over. So starting off with summing up back squats with a cat squats or leg press goblets or something like that if you need sponges. Good moderation, having a small amount of sweets. Tip the how not to go overboard with snacking. How to push through and push yourself through the extra reps. Like what does max effort really look like? Also, when not to overdo it. What should your last rep look like on each set? Second last rep, mental tricks for it. How does alcohol affect your lifting? How to stay leading year round. That's your goal. How to relieve stress in um, not the bedroom context. How to enjoy holidays. And time with friends, family, maintaining progress. How to space out meals throughout the day? Is there like an ideal amount to leave for dinner or in a day? Sometimes I have half of my requirements left after like 6 p.m. That is all topics from my clients over here. And I cover over all those ones that they want on. So first of all, when it comes to subbing for back squat to feel you need swingings, absolutely. I actually do it all the time right now because I do play a lot of volleyball. Actually, well, I cut down three days a week to two days a week. And now pretty much doing the one day a week itself because the season is over and I'm wait till like what second week of January to really start that up. And I'm not playing on a full on teams because I am leaving at the end of January. So I didn't sign out a full team. Otherwise, I only have like two weeks, but I still play once a week on the drop-ins over here. So absolutely, my knees absolutely do twinge, feel a lot more knee pain. So I do sub them out with leg press. Or the hack squat if my gym has that one because i know uh some of the good lights i go to don't really have that or have a v squat which is more of a i'm sure a glute bias actually versus the quad bias one is something i'm really trying to focus on i don't need big glutes whatsoever so yeah i would switch it up with leg press if i don't have that that gym or in terms of hack squat if i have another gym itself look with that gym then absolutely hack squat is a wonderful one i would say hack squat is probably the most underrated leg machine out there uh, pendulum squats are getting amazing too as well. If you do have that one, goblet squats can work tremendously too as well, but similar to a back squat pattern, but you can manipulate it uh, just a little bit more because it's not as much a fixed bar. If you're talking about Smith machine or even a barbell. So absolutely go sub those out as your coach too as well. Let your coach know about that and I'll just up for you permanently actually. Now, good in moderation of having a small amount of sweets. Now, this kind of comes in hand-to-hand territory with your relationship with your food. So I'll give you a little context. Before my very first bodybuilding prep ever, I was having one cookie a day, Costco cookie, and I could do very well with that for my workouts. I was like, well, it's not a pre-protein shake. And I just had one, and I was fine with that one. Yes, I wanted more, but like I had a good relationship with food then. I was like, okay, one, and done. Just enjoyed that. But now I have a cookie itself. I really have a harder time controlling like just that one compared to kind of before. Right. So now I pretty much always try to avoid it outcomes completely over there just because it doesn't actually have any benefits to me too as well. And I enjoy how I feel from eating those foods a lot more than how that food tastes. Actually, that's kind of a lie. I've been more in tune with my body in terms of like if I ate, let's just say like a pizza, yes, it'll taste absolutely amazing, but I feel like shit like an hour later the next day itself. And then I've really been more in tune with how my body feels. And really kind of remembering those moments to really tap into that one because like when I eat good, like I feel good and like my confidence wise great, 
my cheeks too as well. It turns on my face fat. It's lower, right? Versus when I eat pizza, my face is more inflamed. I feel less confident from that too as well. I feel more bloated and I just feel shittier overall because how it looks up in the mirror, but also from the food itself, right? So just being a lot more tuned with how you feel from eating your foods can definitely play a part in your relationship with food and be like, okay, I actually don't want the sweets, but if you're talking about implementing your diet for the day to day, yeah, just like plan it in there and pre-plan it to as well. So that pre-plan it is, let's just say for my example, the cost cookie, I told myself it's only at one, that was before my workout, right? And that was it. So make sure to have that to balance you with yourself because let's say you're like, oh, I can have some cookies in my diet, right? You don't have a balance. You might, and especially doing like flexible dieting, like calorie counting, you might have like the one cookie, be like, oh, I can fit another cookie in there, another cookie, and then you're like five cookies that day. You're like, oh, I have zero carbs and zero fats left for macros. Now I'm just going to eat just chicken breast, right? Just chicken breast for rest day and that's it. That creates a terrible relationship with food. You're going to feel terrible too as well. So whatever you do, create that biology. Go like, okay, I'm going to have one cookie at this time and that's it, right? And make a fit to your diet on there. Make a fit to your macros. So that's how you don't have to go overboard too as well. Just having that preset portion, whether that's popcorn, whether that's chips, it's setting that 50 grams of popcorn to the side. Set, let's say, 50 grams of chips to the side and you eat that. You're just done, right? Because you're eating straight out the bag. We're having no plan over there. That's you're already pre-planning for failure. Now, when it comes to pushing through, again, that extra rep itself and like what does max effort look like is it's more of that mindset. So what I like to think about is if someone had a gun to my head and I literally could not do no reps, that's what I like to think about. And that's what truly drives me itself, right? So I know it's a far extreme example, but like if someone actually had a gun to your head, it's like, you know, fucking go, keep going, keep going, right? And he's like, you literally cannot do my reps or I'll fucking shoot you. It's like, you know, it kind of does something to your psyche over there, right? So I imagine that, yes, that's extreme. I didn't make that up. It was one of my coaches itself that kind of taught me that mindset and I just kind of carried that forward. So that was a very extreme mindset, but it definitely really works because when it comes to max effort and really push it to a failure, well, that extreme scenario is going to push you to a failure, you know? So you're just telling yourself, oh, I'm going to push it. Oh, let's go, right? That's going to push you, but it's not going to push you to the extent of max effort or anywhere kind of sold that failure. I could guarantee you that because, you know, you probably said that to your friends. We probably just said that shit before. It's like, oh, let's, let's push ourselves today. And then, you know, you kind of sporked out. You worked with a little good sweat, but you're not actually truly push yourself to those limits that you would have if you imagined such extreme ads, right? So what your last rep should look like is a very slow concentric. So by that is, this is unforced to as well. Because let's just say if we're doing a barbell or a dumbbell bench press itself, and your rep really starts to slow down, slow down, slow down, and you might have to even like push up your legs, your lower back is coming off of the bench itself. That's how you know you're really giving it a lot because you have to use other muscles to go through it. But also the slowing down parts is most important out of all of it. Because if you're well rested, if you're good, itself that rep would not slow down right it would still just kind of flow through but if it's really slowing down over there it really feels like a million years while you're doing that rep itself that's how you know it will be more like that max efforts all right so with that being said your second last rep what does that look like to as well it's going to slow down it's not just going to be like your let's just say it was like 10 to 12 reps was your rep range over there and you got to like 10 reps itself and you're this is like a weight maybe you could do 12 reps opposite max failure the second last rep you're gonna be pretty freaking slow on that concentric pushing up that weight over there 
on the last shelf, it's going to be even slower and slower and might not look the best form wise, right? So with each drop, we're really approaching that failure. It's going to be slower, but also because it feel a lot harder and it's going to feel a lot longer even when you're doing that rep itself, right? And for some exercises, it's going to burn a lot more. For example, leg extensions or like a bicep curl, those specific muscles just burn a lot more, right? All right. So how does alcohol affect your lifting? Affected in many different ways, right? So it's going to affect one, your sleep quality, two, your recovery rates, especially from um, affecting your sleep quality over there. And it's also going to basically make you weaker the next day, right? So you notice like before you went drinking, you feel generally a lot weaker in the gym. I would say even like 30% weaker. It's kind of like a good kind of ballpark. So if that's 30% weaker, push 30% less weight, or maybe 30% less reps over there, well, guess what? You're not going to make any progress for that session itself. And you, if you, well, if you keep doing that too as well, you're probably going to lose some muscle, right? Because A, you're not losing as much weight. So your muscle's like, hey, we're not lifting all this weight. We need to go, right? It's just that kind of matter of fact. It's like, okay, muscle's very engine-matting. If you're not using it to that extent of lifting like 405 or deadlift before, and now you're lifting 315 because you're weaker. It's like, okay, well, I'll have all the muscle itself. I don't really need it, right? I'm not lifting full fat. So let's go burn this off instead of this fat, right? But also recovery aspect, like I mentioned too as well. So you're not going to recover from your sessions on that kind of aspect. It's going to slow down your further recovery. Now, when it comes to staying lean year round, if that's your goal itself, that's pretty much what my goal is right now. So definitely want to do that cardio year round too as well. Right now, I'm pretty much doing 20 minutes post and a 10 minute warm up for every single day. My workout days, my normal workout days, I am doing 30 minutes total. So I need 20 minutes very much in the morning, like a stairmaster, then another 10 minutes later on in the day. Uh, in the afternoon, I just go for a walk outside. Now make sure I hit 10,000 steps every single day for it. But the most important part is once you kind of hit, let's say, quote unquote, that end goal itself, you don't just cut all like cardio completely, stop doing that one. You bump up your calories drastically. For me, it's like, I'm staying at a calorie range itself where it's like I'm not starving myself and like it's like I'm still kind of hungry-ish or hungrier than normally be. So I'm not like dying where it's like I'm always thinking about the next meal over there. This is sustainable body fat itself for me itself and it really kind of lower itself. That's when like there's a huge drop off in terms of like how much hungry I would get and how much more I think about food and just like how more energy depleted I would be, right? Because being more in that deficit or at a leaner kind of stage so my body is, let's say, quote, what used to, uh, from a body weight set point standpoint, it's like you're fighting your body's kind of natural urge and everybody has like a body weight set point, which is why some people can even be like liver ting or like, let's say, Greg Doucette, if you know those names, like what, 6% body fat kind of year round and they seem very fine, right? It just have a lower body weight set point itself where it's like, you know, their body wants to be more like that. Their body's not really fighting them with a lot more hunger cues or like sleep deprivation kind of effects. So when we sleep deprivation effects is for bodybuilding prep, like 99% of people itself, even like Greg, where Lord King is not bodybuilding shape ready, is their sleep suffers tremendously. Like I'm waking up at least 20 times per night itself. I have a hard time going to sleep, barely getting sleep over there. That's because my body is not recovering well. And also it's like, okay, you're very deprived. We shouldn't be at this low body fat when you put some fat on you. It's a survival mechanism basically from the past, right? So with that being said, when you stay lean year round, that's your goal itself. You generally want to choose a point where it's like, okay, 
you might feel a little bit hungry, but you're not like at the diminishing point of return where everything else suffers and your quality of life really suffers over there. And you want to, you know, do that cardio to keep up with it itself, eat the high protein diet. I am eating at like 1.3 times of my body weight itself in terms of protein wise and in terms of calories. I'm actually eating quite a bit itself. So about like 3,000 for work days. My work days is the 2,600. So I'm doing pretty great on both of those then and that kind of aspect. And yeah. So with that being said, that is how to say when you're out. How to relieve stress. So I would say going for a walk outside, it's a great way doing your workout, especially putting your phone off or just talking to some friends, relaxing with family members that don't stress you up, that you actually enjoy talking to, taking a break from all, let's say your work, maybe not stressing you out or your girlfriend itself, talking to your close friend itself, hanging around with them, just connects. Connection is very cool with that. Petting a dog, you know, and having a dog is definitely a very good way. Maybe it's reading a book or something like that. But social media is probably not the, the very great way to relieve stress. I'll tell you that. Just from being an influencer or this other standpoint. In fact, it's made to more stress you out. If really anything, on that kind of aspect, it's very stimulating, right? So you really want to kind of detox as much as you really can. Look for that human connection, right? Connect with others in that kind of aspect. Go with nature, right? It's a walk or something like that. Go pet a dog, you know, there's always very happy and that energy for paying a dog is, you know, being around a dog itself because they're always happy and spreads to you. <laughs> I have a dog, so, well, my parents have a dog and they go to see them or my dog. I love it. <laughs> so how to enjoy holidays and time with friends while making progress. So inevitably, you're probably going to gain a little bit, right? But maintaining progress is absolutely doable in this kind of aspect. So when it comes down to the workouts, I would still say hit the same workouts over there. It's whatever. But if you're away, you know, maybe it's a hotel gym or something like that, apartment gym, not any of like that. You don't have access to body weight workouts. Maybe it's your camera or something like that, like one of my clients. But also when it comes down to food wise, you want to fast pretty much for the morning or like the afternoon itself, or when you, let's say, yeah, fast for the morning at least, and maybe the afternoon or something like that to send me a bit event at night. You break that fast, like just like protein and like lean vegetable. I'm um, not lean vegetable, lean protein and vegetables. So I do like chicken breast, add some green beans or something like that, or some interesting ground beef, some vegetables, just get a little more protein intake, but also feel full for a little bit longer. Then when it comes down to the gathering itself, you know, you kind of be mindful. You're not taking like three plates of food, four plates of food. Maybe you're filling up half the plate with the protein, like turkey itself, a quarter of the plate with the little carb, maybe it's mashed potatoes. And having like one slice of the apple pie or something like that. Now, I would say the biggest thing out of all of that is to be truly focused on what the holidays are meant to be, which is spending time with friends and family and connecting with them and truly focus on that. That shouldn't be a problem because you're going to be talking a lot more and just being with them. And food is not the goal, right? It took me a long time to realize and really kind of break out the habit of like, oh, I'm eating out for the food, right? I'm eating out, even though that's kind of what it is, but I really switched my whole mindset on this. And even my, I guess, ex now, she was the guy asked me, cause like, like, I guess I had that problem kind of before. I was always just looking forward to eating out for the food aspect, really helped change my whole mindset on this. And now it's like, I even chilled my friends itself, just not eat out itself. Cause I just don't want to, which want to drink a water itself, even though I could, but we're just like, I go out and eat, eat something very, very simple. Maybe it's just like, um, the simplest thing on the menu itself. Or be like, you know, focus on more food aspects. So, what can I get away with eating, right? 
and fast all day, just eat like lean vegetables, protein in the morning, order that whole large pizza itself. But the whole day, I'll be looking forward to that, right? So instead of my mindset now, it's just like, oh, if we go out to eat, I'm going to go up with them just to really connect with them. I haven't seen in a long time, have a good conversation itself. The food is just like whatever we order is whatever we order. It's probably even something healthy over there, or maybe I'm going to share something or not eat much, or I'm going to go with even eat before I go, which is something I should do quite a bit itself. Just because like maybe it's like even get share someone about having a little appy or something like that. So I'm not starving myself while I'm actually there. But the whole goal is to really focus on the connection kind of piece, right? Just talking to your family, your friends, your loved ones, being around them. And that's ultimately truly what the holidays are about. And I truly do miss that because it's been a good while since I've really been able to connect with my brother, but also my extended family or even my immediate family itself, because immediate family is a lot of story, but I don't think we have a person that celebrated his immediate family ever in our lives. Maybe when I was like five or something like that. But um, extended family-wise, that's that has been like four years. And yeah, so I kind of really missed that. Don't really do that. But we used to a lot every single year, no matter what. New Year's, Christmas, a whole bunch of other celebrations around we get together. And I generally truly miss that. And that was after my last of my grandparents passed away. That was probably like seven years ago that we really haven't done much really since. So like, I think I do ask my dad that he's like, oh, I'll reject something with like talent for Christmas this year. Cause like, I generally do get excited when I miss. Uh, besides that point, it's yeah, generally truly connected with that. And don't take it for granted because if you're seeing your family at this time too, as well, you need to hang out with them, you need to talk to them, cherish those moments because I do wish they cherish them a little more. I remember even as a kid before, it's like, I, almost want to find ways to skip it just to play more video games or do some other shit. But now it's completely changed. Uh, my brother's not here too as well. So like five years ago now. So definitely haven't, you know, all those gathering itself. I don't see him or I haven't really seen him in a while because I visited him. prison in Australia, which is where he's from like two years ago. Then we got to connect with him, live with him. And that was absolutely amazing. I really cherish that moment. But yeah, cherish those times. Enjoy them with friends, family, everything that. And eating, you probably shouldn't be eating as much just due to that fact of nature of you spending time with that. All right. So, how to space out meals throughout the day? So, I would generally do three hours apart, right? That's pretty much the best really case scenario itself. No more or no less than I would take two hours or like the minimum kind of standard. Now, let's say you have half your requirements left at 6 p.m., like this person says itself, I would jam those two meals in at that once. On that kind of aspect, but yeah, you only want your meals like three hours apart will be there. And therefore, like I have like six meals a day right now, and I start pretty much at 9 a.m. in the morning, and I'm good for the day, right? Thanks for tuning in to the Lose Gut Podcast. If you got value from this one and really learned something, I'd want to take it one further step forward so you can lose the gut and finally get your abs. Just DM me on Instagram at Kevin underscore the words gut, and we can have a conversation to see if how to help you out. Cheers.